Such sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus! Fuck you too! <laughs> yes. Yes. No, no. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Not today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just a little boy. Little boy. Little boy rippage. I can't see it. I can't either. But I can feel it. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, if you if I can't see it tomorrow at work, I'm going to keep wearing these pants until it gets big enough to see. It's a good good point. Good point. So um Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> uh, I am going to throw out right up front. And you probably already know this and the listener may or may not. Yeah. I have no idea what happened last time. Nah, we'll we'll get into it. <laughs> We'll get into what happened last time. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have most of it, but there's definitely like things that I just don't remember. We'll we'll get into it, yeah. but this, I mean, this might have something to do with that. Oh, that definitely has something to do with it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we're some... like two <laughs> we're two steps away from really awful res hits. Actually, we might be there. Oh, I was going to say that was way more resonant than I thought it would be. You also, like, super torch the bowl. You're a very gracious bowl torture. I like to think I cut the pie very sensually. That's fair. But you just, you go full hog. Well, I also don't know you. something I appreciate about it. Right, my my bowl, yours is, like, dense and and dense. Mine's deep. Yeah. Mine is like a flower. It's very wide and very narrow. So you have to do that because there's not much on the thing, you know, on the part you're lighting. There's not a lot, but it's super, super wide. So you get like a big kind of, you know, um, so what you're saying is like, you're, you're like a, you're like a chode. You're like a tuna can. Um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm a, I'm a thick, thick old tunnel. Uh, I I like to think of it I'm more like I'm, I'm an A cup and you're like a double D. Although like the if size wanna, isn't all if that. If you want to think of them as like girls, that's fine. You know, I'm into it. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm not like you know sitting over here deep throating my bog like Frouse yeah. Boohoo would. Yeah. I once saw that man swallow like an entire water bottle with his mouth. <laughs> Without even, that. without even like, has no hesitation. With no hesitation, just fucking. I would say more than a third of this water would be in his mouth, and then he would just take it back out and be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, hey, when you're good at what you're good at. <laughs> I was gonna say twenty dollars is twenty dollars, you know. That's what he would say at least. He doesn't listen to the show though, so fuck that guy. Yeah. Um. Uh, isn't he married now? No. No, not yet. No. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 I tried to do the whole no, no, no thing from uh, from Get Out. No. Huh? No. No, by the way. <laughs> nope. 
Uh, this is going to be super res. You're good to hit that if you want, um, but otherwise, I'm, let's yeah. let's place her back I'm on her pedestal. Without that was uh, that was more than more than enough for me. Which which you know brings us which brings us to the point that we were trying to make. Um, we were really fucking stoned when we read the last part. It was also just as late as we were recording this one. Yeah. But I will say that we're going into this one less stoned because A, there's less material, and B, we're more interested in this mm-hmm. material. Um, if if it's not if it's not obvious from listening to the last episode, which will be the last episode at this point, um, we were not the hugest fans of the Ransom Saga. Sure. It I mean... was it was a little all over the place. It was a little it yeah. was a little bit cursed by the I'm making up I'm making up shit every week I sit down and write. And lack um, of planning, I guess. Yeah, lack yeah. of lack lack of arc. You know, someone sits down, you know, George Lucas sits down and he and he writes yeah. Phantom Menace, I mean Bones of Phantom Menace mm-hmm. all the way to Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. Cuz he wanted to start with Anakin's story and he yeah. was like we don't have the budget for this. Luke's story is is better for mm-hmm. for the budget. And, uh, you know, he makes a new hope and then he goes back and he does, you know, prequel trilogy and that, that's how someone plans something. Yeah. That's a good example of how someone plans. Something. At least roughly loosely and things. In and, it, and, and, and going yeah. with it and going with the flow, yeah. you know, um, nonlinear narrative, even more relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're dealing with right now is a little bit of that, uh, that there JJ Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson mix up. With uh, Force Awakens into Last yeah. Jedi into... Or it's like, oh, that thing happened, and it's not connected to this thing, but this thing happened. Into Rise of Skywalker, whatever the dick it's called. I even forgot the last one. Yeah. Um, that's that's what we were dealing with last time, is someone who's just making up okay in between chapters, but there's really no through line. In fact, it, yeah. it, in fact, it drops more plots... That it tries to establish in the beginning than it intended. And um, that's actually exactly what happened with Ransom. We were like, wait, what happened to it being disappeared? Wait, what happened to it just... Why is it, why is it here now? Why is, why is the only thing we remember the gas station? Why, why is yeah. House on Hill doing weird House on Hill stuff without explaining any of it? Why do we keep cutting back to his college life? <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> you know, there, was, there wasn't really... And, like, some of it was absolutely relevant information from moment one. Like, you would read something, and it's like, well, why didn't I just always know that? Right. Like, why is it taking me, like, five stories to get this very relevant information from the been, entire story? It almost could have been cooler if we had read it out of order. If we read all of his prequel stuff into his, yeah. I'm trying to find this missing city stuff. Because when you really do break them down and separate them, they're unrelated. Mm-hmm. Well, and you almost... Let's, let's actually break it down. They're unrelated. Yeah, like... One is about how he formed a spooky club in college, mm-hmm. and one's about finding a, a lost city. Yeah. They are unrelated. He keeps trying to bring relation into it by saying, mm-hmm. I've always I'm, felt the... I'm the... Yeah, like, I'm the... I'm I've the always felt the, the... What does he call it? The funk? Which I just think is funny, because I always think of the funk from uh, Mighty Boosh, yeah. where they just break down into, like, some hard fucking jazz... You know, some hard fucking disco funk. Sure. We got the funk. <laughs> Gotta have that, that funk. funk. Ow! <laughs> we need the funk. So, like, whenever he mentions the funk, I just fucking laugh. 
Yeah. Because when I think of the funk, I think of like weed and disco. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so already More weed than anything else. Already off to a bad start. But like, again, not trying to shit on it. We even said it before we started recording. Not trying to shit on it. It's it's fine. It's fine for no sleep creepypasta bullshit. It's it's fine. It's 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 nothing more compelling than fucking uh, smiling Jack or whatever the fuck his name is. You know any other any other bullshit creepypasta monster that doesn't make sense. Like it it's it's no pen pal. <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta understand our standards here. It's no. It's 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 not as well thought out as we wanted it to be. But that's not really the point either. Let's let's get back to it. The real point was the post material. Absolutely. The We've how been is looking this forward how to the is how relevant? is this real or what is this related to narrative because that's why I got this. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's why this series is interesting because I think we're about to read someone who draws it back to real world events. And uh, see that's the other question now is like, you know, two unrelated events. Like, which one are we focusing on? Yeah, that's true, too. Are we focusing on... Like, because the college one is honestly the more... The easier of the two to... Which it's probably... Make gonna, realistic. Which it's probably going to relate to. Yeah. But at the very same time, I think it's going to touch on Ransom. Sure. It's going to touch on Ransom, but it's probably going to be more about the kid mm-hmm. than it is going to be about Ransom. Which is, which is fine. Which is fine. Because... I'd rather read about someone who fictionalized an actual small cult that existed and sure. tried to write like a fun little story about the town that they lived in not existing anymore, because that does happen. Towns towns can get kind of phased out between, you know, over history. Yeah, his, like over swallowed history. up by other yeah. bigger, you know, yeah. Yeah, it ha- you know, it still happens. I don't, I don't have any great examples, but I just know that you know, when lines were drawn, um, towns stopped existing. So, so Virginville, Pennsylvania, is a town that used to exist that no longer exists. So you have an example. Yeah, there you go, people. It was it absorbed. Uh, its post office fell apart, and then it just became part of a, a larger, you know, nearby town. Well, how about that? How about dem apples? Mm-hmm. Benefits of looking at people's driver's licenses all the time is I, I know little weird shit like that. Well, you get to memorize where they live and then show up at their houses later and watch them through their windows. But honestly, somebody <laughs> lives everywhere, right? So, like, why do I need to know where you live to, to know how to, you know, yeah. Yeah, good point. Not that I'm... Not the, yeah, Just, moving right along now. Justifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, are, is, is, what's the hope here? Um, sell me on, sell me on the hope. The hope, hope, hope is that up, obviously up, having a different author, I'm assuming like that is something. Yes. Um, yes. I assume, I assume that right out the gate. Different, my different hope, person. my personal hope is just that it like grammatically is very sound. Like nine out of 10 in terms of like writing Cause skill. Cause you had a literal problem with the way the last guy wrote. Why I have difficulty reading. So yes, like... You know, that's fair. That's it, fair. It, it kind of I have to um, 
almost like slow down my brain to keep up with my mouth. For me, it and felt high like, school quality. Yeah, is that, is like it, it kind of it like tumbleweeds itself down, and I'm just like, you know. Like, the way I wrote in high school was a fucking nightmare compared to how I write now. So sure. I, I totally get what you're saying. Oh, I I can't yeah. write worth a shit in either of the two. I go back and so, I look at my my early creative writing stuff from college, and I just fucking cringe. I'm just like that didn't make sense. Why did I write that? Yeah. Now I consider myself an actually powerful writer, sure. for, or at least you know, mildly entertaining. I've posted random things on Reddit before under sure. under our uh, account, under our Lots of Pasta Cat and Death account on Reddit, and it's gotten, like, okay reviews. I'm, if, I'm anyone, if anyone appreciates the video game Hotline Miami, I wrote I wrote a little hot my, Hotline Miami introduction that you can find on Reddit. <laughs> I love that game. Yeah. What did you write? Um, I... I... A couple years ago, I wrote a story. Um, it was kind of like an open world about this character named Oyster. I've, I think I've talked about him on this, this show, like, maybe once or twice. Um, but, like, I would go into... Uh, well, it's very similar to Ransom, where I would go into different online forums and just, like, write short form with other people in a world, like, almost RP hmm. style. I get um, it. Where, like, they... I write, a like, a three-paragraph thing, they write a three-paragraph thing, and there's, like... Three or five people, like, you know, world-building, like D&D style. Sure. Um, that's probably the most recent thing that I have uh, that I would be willing to share publicly. Uh, I do write a lot, like, diary-wise. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So that's kind of like... And I don't really practice or try and improve that but i'm i'm talking like i have like people don't know that i write shit i sure. literally i literally wrote something that yeah. we read on like the 16th episode of the show <laughs> we're on episode 255 people yeah, know people that haven't I, gone back people know that i <laughs> that yeah. i write shit yeah. um but yeah if you want to listen to an awesome slender man story i wrote go listen to episode 16 um yeah i and even that like like I, I started writing that story when I was back in high school, and then I, like, looked at it, and I was like, this could be better, and I rewrote it when I was in college, and I feel like it is definitely some nice college writing. And when I read it on that episode with Django Phillips, he he told me it was very well done. So I took that compliment. Yeah. He, he's a he's a reader. Oh, yeah. He reads he, many he things. He reads way more than I do. So for him to tell me that my story was well done, I took that yeah. I took that very personally. I, I, I appreciated that. I don't know how to read. Yeah, we got to like, talk about forgot. that. Yeah. You and I have to talk about that. <laughs> I know Why how to, are you on this show if you don't know how to read? I know how to translate. You like stories. Correct. And I know yeah. how to translate. Like, I can take this and translate you it like, into English. You, and then, you, but you, like, like, you like when Papa read to you? Oh fuck yeah, dude! You it's amazing. You appreciate Papa reading to you? I don't. I don't know how to read, man. <laughs> I like. I. I. Uh, I was hoping you'd be like, yes, read to read to me, Papa. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I missed that part. <laughs> no, no, it's I'm. It shows how high I am. If oh, anything. I'm. I'm high as shit as well. <laughs> I was say I'm gonna listen to this and go, oh, this. I'm turning this off after the intro. Like, I wonder how many people. <laughs> I wonder how many people, um, just because it is it is relevant. Um, someone, someone uh, who I know who's gonna be on the show later this season, who right now is just a listener. 
is almost he's almost like episode 100. I'm very proud of him. He he actually very much likes the show and wants to be on it. And um he he's a coworker of mine and he's he's really fun and uh he he listens to the show a lot. And uh he Poor recently burgers. told me I'll t- I'll tell you about him later. Okay. Um I uh he recently told me that he really liked one of the episodes I'm notorious for hating. Okay. And it made me, and much, you know, much into the conversation about today's episodes, I'm trying not to shit on Ransom because you never know there's someone out there who probably really likes what we just read. Yeah. And I, I, I think I rated it, what, four and a half out of ten? Like, I don't think I still it was, think that's fair. Yeah, like, I don't think it was <laughs> bad. It wasn't heinous. It wasn't horrendous. It just wasn't my cup of tea. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, like... It's floating around a five for me. Absolutely, yeah. But but that's not we're not here to like necessarily put in a grade scale. We're sure. here we're here to sell the story, you know. Sure. And and you know, if you don't like that we don't like something, that's perfectly fine. You're allowed to love whatever you love out of the show. Like Absolutely. Like uh, the episode in question is the Tenron Ochran episode where he and I read about the Ebola zombie viruses in hmm. Africa. And he really appreciated the kind of real world, real world consequence aspect, kind of World War Z ish, about the story. Sure. Which, Tenron and I approached with chagrin, after the guy repeated himself for like, the eighteenth time in a two and a half hour long story. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, yeah. he and I were fed up with it, but as someone who just listened to it very much enjoyed the story we were telling because we were mm-hmm. just we were just telling the story well yeah you know i i appreciate that so that's something we sell in your episodes all the time i think i told you last time that we hung out that i appreciated the abc's series more on my, on my recent rewatch i i have a a more appreciation for the first time we was demons yeah, I, I mean, I like It's not that. even the first time we was demons, because technically New Fish was was demons, but st- it's the first time I think we, we really talk about, man, yeah, everything like, is just you know, demons. The, noticing the pattern everything versus is when just the pattern demons. began. Yeah, yeah. Bringing us to ransom again. Everything is demons. Everything is demons. Fucking was demons. One, one day I'll make a t-shirt that just says was, was demons. demons. Yeah. I would buy that. Just like how for Sofa King I have to make a hot famales. Okay. T-shirt. It's just gonna be some like peppers with tits. Oh, I'm into that. Cause instead of saying hot, I like both of those instead things. Instead of saying hot females, we said hot famales. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta make that shirt as well. I'm sure there's more in there that I'm not. I'm not thinking about. Um, but yeah, some of my favorite quotes from this show would make would make uh, nice shirts. Was demons is definitely one of the shirts I want to make. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the fact that someone was able to like something that we didn't love is totally cool. And I appreciate that about people. And I'm glad that I kind of learned that because it gave me a a better eye for how we approach ransom. I think at the end of the day, I don't hate it. Like we said, it's, it's not the worst thing we've ever read, but we are more excited about this part. The... The idea that someone else can come to this narrative almost 
is like exactly what you were talking about. How like you kind of grew as a writer from someone else taking you guys were just going back and forth, like yeah. sharing a narrative yeah. together. Here's someone who might be handed off and actually be like, Oh, this is a good concept. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run with yeah. this shit. And I don't actually know if it's nonfiction or not. This could be complete fiction. Just sure. a, just a part two that someone felt like writing to this story. But, um, well, did part one ever announce itself as fiction? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was on no sleep. Okay. When things go to no sleep, you tend to think that they're fiction. Sure, sure. I don't remember the last time I saw something real on no sleep. I okay. don't think that's. I don't think that that's what they do. It's weird. Yeah, I can't, you're. I can't. Think you're. Of you're definitely more familiar with the Reddit uh, navigation than I am. After two hundred, what did I say? Two fifty eight. No, it's yeah. two fifty five. Um, yeah, after two hundred and fifty five episodes, I'd like to think I'm pretty acquainted with the material. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anything you wanted to touch on before we jump in? Um, no, I've been staring at your uh, your logo for a little while. It's got me. Uh, it's missing. Proven. It's missing our newest person who who just uh, who just aired in our last episode. Sure. Um, but but that's uh, Mid- Midnight Bride's husband, Afternoon Groom. I gotta get him in here. He looks like an anime character. Um, I like I like the flow. Same. I feel like all of my it cartoons very well. All of my cartoons. Oh fuck, dude. If I had my phone, I've been drawing the D&D characters for my current campaign and they've okay. been coming out sick. Yeah. The last two guys are probably wondering where their characters are, but I've just been busy. <laughs> That's fair. Um I drew 4 out of the 6 of them though and I think they look sick. Um I'll show you sometime. But um yeah. I feel like my characters, like, uh, the way I drew everyone on the show flows very well. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it reminds me of, like, street art. Yeah, it's, I agree with that. It's very, um... The white outline kind of gives it all the... spray painty like vibe. Yeah, like the pop. The pop. The contrast. Um, they work really great as stickers. People love, people love buying the faces as stickers and just tagging them on places. Sure. I thanks I thanks Kitty the most for that one, our our wonderful member. Ki- oh Kitty is here. Yeah, Kitty's on the on the screen there. Uh Taurus. Taurus filth. Um but yeah, uh Art. Yeah. That's fun. Buy our shirts. <laughs> this is an this is an ad for our shirts and stickers. Go buy our shirts and stickers. You can find them on redbubble.com. They're in every link of every episode yeah, I post. I would so imagine so. People people will people, always know where to get the merch. Them. Anyway. If you look in the right spots, you know. If you're yeah, if you were searching for lots of pasta t shirts or stickers, you will absolutely find the lots of pasta t shirts and stickers. So where what was this part found on? Also no sleep or no. Different website talking about it's a blog spot dedicated to the story. Okay. And we're going to read the uh the investigation intro cuz it's going to give us the outline for what we're about to get <clears throat> into, which I think we read this last time. Yeah. Uh unearthing the mystery of the ransom saga, a search into the no sleep mystery. A story on no sleep, which, while at first glance seems fictional, contains backstory that several people, including myself, happen to have lived through and experienced firsthand. This is my investigation into this story. 
It could be the same person. Yeah. Maybe not. I hope it isn't. It doesn't sound like the same person. I kind of want to start. Okay. Can I start? By all means. I always feel like I let the guests start. People people comment, let me know if I'm the one who usually starts, because I usually feel like I let the guests start. I want to start this one. I definitely started last time, so by all means. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, this is what caught my eye. The thread is called, I think a no sleep may be real. And I don't know if this is the title of the blog spot or if this is the title of the no sleep thread, but I, I, I feel like I get into that. Um, this is the companion piece to the Ransom Saga that we read last episode. Hey, everybody, I know this may sound stupid, but I think I found an ARG, uh, artificial reality game on no sleep, that may, if it isn't completely real, at least be somewhat real. I was looking up the best horror stories on Reddit, and I found this recommendation. On it, I found part of the Ransom Saga, also known as My Hometown Doesn't Exist. I can't necessarily say for sure that the story is true, and I wasn't there for any of the events of the story. In my opinion, the writer may have been a bit insane, or may have been trying to tell an interesting story to conceal some level of truth. But I was there for some of the backstory. So, yeah, this isn't going to be about Ransom. This is going to be about the Funk Club yeah. in, in college. So there's your first mystery solved. Um, there's, there is a place that was called the Atlantic Bastic, uh, ba Baptist Bible College in a town called Chester, Virginia. So that part is true. I went there from 2000 to 2004, and during that time I experienced several of the stories, especially of the one referred to as the Night of a Thousand Hells, which is the possessed chick in the one yeah. dorm, and he says, shut the fuck up and get out, and it just mm -hmm. fucking leaves, which I love, by the way. Yeah. I went down the rabbit hole and read everything I could, including a stolen quote-unquote version of the stories on a Korean page. I still hold firmly in mind that the OP may have been nuts after the things he'd seen, or just trying to tell a decent story, but I guarantee you there are a lot of people who witnessed the events of the backstory beside me. The weirdest part of the story comes at the very end, when the OP said and it was all a fake. He posts a regular person. He posts as a regular person for a while, mentioning being an artist and an atheist, having a wife, desperately needing a job. He begins arguing violently with people who disagree with his points of view, which becomes more and more intolerant and reclusive. After a long pause, suddenly the OP came back and said to disregard the message that the Ransom Saga wasn't true, along with an apocalyptic warning and one final message before disappearing for good. That is that is very ARG of them. Yeah. A wizard will come who will light the way. Another will come who will darken it. One holds the hands of Kali. One stands in the infinite chasm. So, <laughs> so original poster is absolutely crazy. But this guy and is, is fucking nuts. Yeah, like, is, is crazy enough to, rather than, like, getting, well, getting lashed back, rather than just deleting the story, like, takes it another step further. I am almost 100% sure that one of the people I knew in seminary went on to become one of these wizards, and I have heard that he is alive on the West Coast and has reportedly performed miracles and fucking taught other people how to perform miracles. Wait, so he's a wizard of the coast? Wizard of the coast! <laughs> you gonna sing magic somewhere? Maybe. 
I'm absolutely not kidding. And after what I saw at that little seminary in Virginia, there's no way I don't believe it. I believe the Ransom ARG may have been a story, a fake one, but that the purpose wasn't to advertise an upcoming game or a movie or some company, but rather to tell the world about the existence of this wizard. And like I said, after what I saw in seminary, I, I'm absolutely sure that he is real. I'm going to start investigating this mystery, and I would love anybody who can help me out. I feel like this is the same author. <laughs> I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Update number one. I'm going to start my investigation tonight, but first I'm going to type up some information. I'll post it to no sleep, but I want you all to understand this isn't part of the game. I really believe there's something going on here. See, when you say things like that... I want to find out what it is. That's why I think it's the same... This is not part of the game. Like, well, that's he, why I think it's the he same He already person. said, though, that the person who made the original account doesn't exist. So what if it's not the same person, but, like, his buddy or something? You really think it's the same exact person? I think it's the same exact person. And they they got down this rabbit hole, and they couldn't dig themselves out, so they just, like, hit reset real quick. Well, and, like, let's unless, do some weird shit, and then here's, start Here's over. where I'll fight you. Here's where I'll fight you. Okay. If this does if this does actually talk about real world events, okay, that's fine. If this does if actually this talk links about me real world to events, one, just one news article, I'm in. Yeah. If not, and it just reads as another story, I'd believe you. Yeah. But I think we're well, gonna we'll get see. we're gonna get yeah. multiple depths. I think here. I'm I'm sure, and my first guess isn't always gonna be my final guess. Oh yeah, yeah. we we evolve. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start my investigation tonight, but first I'm going to type up some information. I'll post to no sleep, which is the first clue that it might be fake. But I want you all to understand this is not part of the game. I really believe there's something going on here and want to find out what it is. I don't really think it has to do with Ransom or the main story, but rather the backstory. And Esper, yeah, the club, right? And the existence of these two wizards. I'm posting here and on no sleep for obvious reasons, but I don't want to folk, uh, confuse things. What I'm typing is real and true, unless I'm insane, but if I'm insane, a lot of other people may be too. Again, hoping this is real. Probably not. Leaning on the not side. Update number two. Also, posting this one at the same time, for all the people who are interested in helping, especially you who said you were in a different continent, <laughs> please, please help. You have internet, brains, creativity, communication with other people. I tried to contact Rainbot and Scare Theater on YouTube, but haven't heard back from them and was thinking about contacting Nightmare Expo next. I started this profile on a YouTube channel originally because I wanted to make videos about Pets Cop because I believed it may actually be either pointing to a real killer or the killer himself bragging about his exploits. Pets Cop is a real thing, so he's actually referencing real real life stuff right now. And that's the whole Candace Newmaker connection is there to show that it is someone related to her, possibly her birth parents. That's a real deep dive for Pets Cop, but I, I do recommend checking that out on YouTube if anyone wants to know what Pets Cop is. Just fucking watch it. You'll like it. But when I found this, I knew I wanted to ch change topics because of my own personal connection to the story. I don't really have the skill to do videos or anything, but I don't even know if I want to anymore. I originally wanted to try and make money from this, but now I just really want to solve it. Can you scroll up a little bit real quick? Uh, a little more, a little more. Go to one one more page. Yeah, down, right, right there. I want to see one, two. I mean, I guess I'm 
There's a lot of fucking commas in every single fucking sentence. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. You can go back to, to where they, we're at. They run on for sure. Yeah. So there, there's definitely a little bit of a different writing style. Yeah, this, this comma shouldn't be there. But you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. Two of the three shouldn't be there, yeah. yeah. Update three. Also posting at the same time because I still had one more thing to say. Some people in the comments were posting that maybe no sleep OOC isn't the best place for this, but I think they don't necessarily believe that this isn't part of the original series. I assure you it's not, but I know that my digital word isn't enough. Is there a better place to do this then? I don't want to clog OOC with all this and risk getting it removed, but I also don't want to put it on no sleep and risk people thinking it's just a no sleep. Also, like I said, I don't really want to put it on YouTube anymore and I really don't have the skill to do so anyway. Also, just so everyone knows, I'm not going to say the name of the user or the video, especially since I believe it's just an attempt to get exposure for their music video by capitalizing on the opportunity, but someone personally messaged me a link to a video with the message headline, save, save you, and the number four in the text. It seems to be a regular music video, but about 20 seconds in, a creature that looks very similar to the tall, smiling man from the story, although... Not exactly, his face is partially visible, then rather made of a solid shadow, and he isn't so tall, he has to bend in half to fit in the room, but I still had to shut it off immediately, more in the comments. Okay, so, leaning into the fictional side of things, I feel. I posted my experience in the Night of a Thousand Hells here, which we will read. I was say, that's, that's, that's a live the, link. That's the first blog spot that we, that we read below. So does that links to Reddit? I, I think it tried to, which is why I copied it somewhere else. Sure. I just didn't know if that stayed on the think, same no, blog I website. I think or it's that... on the same. I think it actually leads to the same blog. Okay. Oh, no, wait. This is a comment on part of the real no sleep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So that one actually led to Reddit. Okay. It got taken down for not having the original author's permission to be posted. Does anyone have an idea where I could better move my investigation? And this is where he des describes, I'm moving everything to a blog. Because okay. it doesn't necessarily belong on No Sleep. Yeah. Which I'll update the address to as soon as it's ready. Like I said somewhere else, I was originally going to post about Petscop because I wanted to fame. The fame of trying to catch a possible real murderer and to make some scratch while I was at it. I do not want that anymore. This is too close to home. I'm not trying to get money or fame. But if there is any truth to this, and I fucking know there is because I lived through it, I want to find it out. All I want to know is... All I want now is for people to hear about this. It doesn't have to be through me. And collaborate to solve the mystery and see if there's any more truth to it than I personally or admittedly, only anecdotally so far, know there to be. I will be moving the investigation to a blog located here. Again, my intent is not to make money from this, but to expose the world. The exciting idea that there may actually be a real no-sleep that indicates the possibility of something truly supernatural happening in the world today. I'm very excited at the prospect. Please come help me investigate. It feels like the ARG, but it doesn't feel like the same writer. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like someone just picked up the material and said, mm -hmm. dude, you had something good here, but you just suck at writing, so I'm going to redo it for you. Yeah, but they also suck at writing. And not as bad. 
at least not that that's doesn't fair. that didn't the, feel, the flow, that was that was the format of a reddit page yeah which is why it felt the, like multiple the, posts the flow was definitely better it felt like multiple posts because it was multiple posts sure i was just trying to collect as much of the information as i could before we moved to the blog which this mm -hmm. is the first story this is the redo of the night of a thousand hells which i think i read in our last episode so you're going to be able to read it this time this is the original story, July 28th, 2018. Sometime around 2013, a post appeared on Reddit's r slash nosleep by a user called u slash captain jammer 80 called my hometown doesn't exist. He described finding out one day that the town he had grown up in, Ransom, Virginia, didn't exist and leaving his normal life and job as though compelled to go investigate. The story stayed on the front of on the front page of No Sleep for a while and eventually became known as the Ransom Saga. OP describes the terrifying supernatural experiences and visions he has on the road while driving there, and commenters often begin uh, and commenters begin offering advice and research on the story so far. Oddly enough, most of the information they came up with corroborates OP's story and they likely find the site of Ransom. Once OP arrives at the town, at different points he finds it abandoned and ruined, run down, and relatively new looking and populated, but people acting very odd. OP draws a map overlaying a Google map of where the town should be. Several Redditors look back through time and find proof that something used to be on the spot that closely matches this map, which oddly appear and disappear alternately throughout time. He also mentions a haunted mansion on the hill, which he refers to as Montega Manor, uh, and gives some backstory about his adventures there as a child. This is a good recap of the series. The story itself does not have the story itself does have some holes and some very unbelievable elements, but it is not the actual story itself that is important here. But these backstories. In addition, the story of Montega Manor, OP tells several backstories about some time spent with a seminary group known as the Funk Club. We want the funk. <laughs> Gotta have that funk. Ow! This group, which would later be known as Esper, or Extraordinary Supernatural Phenomenon Explored and Revealed, consists of a majority of the male dormitory students investigating claims of the paranormal throughout the East Coast. In these backstories, OP describes a very real seminary, Atlantic Baptist Bible College, which I used to attend during this time, Esper is a completely factual entity, which I do not, which I not only knew of, but I, but which I belonged to. I can't verify 100% that everything mentioned in these stories is true, but I can, however, verify that most of what happened in the backstories is true, and I experienced most of it each time with a number of other people. After a while of success on No Sleep, 
Some Redditors began making out the trip to Ransom, and some dangerous non-supernatural events, such as confrontations with law enforcement from a neighboring town, led OP to come out and tell everyone that it was all just a game. Disappointed Redditors stopped paying attention to the Ransom saga, and it disappeared into obscurity. Several years passed. During this time, OP began posting as a regular person, quote-unquote, claiming to be a militant atheist, uh, an artist, and an animator, desperately in need of a job at one point, and married to a woman with a severe case of fibromyalgia. His tone becomes more aggressive and, and intolerant, and suddenly he goes silent for a while. After a prolonged silence, OP comes back for one more post on Reddit. This one seems to be someone driven by completely mad by the things he's seen. He says he feels like he could jump out of his dimension and never return at any moment. He makes a chilling apocalyptic prediction that if anyone stares into the coming solar eclipse when the sun is at the height of the sky, (laughs) that it will destroy the world. Interestingly enough, Well-known photographs show (laughs) President Donald Trump staring directly into that same apocalypse. Same eclipse. Eclipse? What did I say? Apocalypse. One of them said apocalypse. Yeah, eclipse. No, no, it's eclipse. No, he he made a chilling apocalyptic prediction, and then I couldn't get it. Yeah. Finally. I told you, I don't know how to read. You get to read the same poem that I read. A wizard. Fuck, okay. Give me a second. Give me a second. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. A wizard will come who will light the way. Another will come who will darken it. One holds the hand of Khalil. Khali? One stands (laughs) in the infinite chasm. Khalil. Chasm. Don't say chasm. chasm. It looks like chasm. (laughs) Don't say chasm. It's not a word. I read it already. How are you? All, all will know fear and death and honor. The time is horror. Soon. Oh God damn it! <laughs> all will know fear and death and horror. The time is soon. Oh, fear and death and honor is the samurai's way. <laughs> the time is soon. Yeah, what a fun little story. So this yeah. guy, this guy goes a wall from. So here, here. This might be the same guy. <laughs> He's really just posting yeah, a very it, different it account to draw to draw attention to his idea for a narrative oh, yeah. that that oh, follows yeah. the same narrative of the one he already wrote. Hey, um, you this didn't isn't think a that part of the interesting enough? This isn't what if a part of the this? ARG. This isn't a part of the ARG. Writes thirty more pages about <laughs> the ARG. <laughs> oh shit! Anyway. In this poem, he claims that there are two wizards coming. Yeah. Wait, so the poem is the only, like, is that the no, only no, no, mention no, no, of the wizards? No, 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 Yes. Okay. Yes, so far. But what they call, think of the Ku Klux Klan. Well, I'm, I'm they trying call, to, they like, call the They call the, the dads the wizards. Yeah. Leaders well, of cults are called wizards. They're referencing, like, these, these posts that OP did, right? How long are these comments? Well, he said from 2013. No, he's but like, writing this in 2018. It's a five-year difference. Yeah, but he's like he's looking back on comments, right? 
Like, we so. read the story already, and I didn't see yeah. shit about a wizard. Yeah. And now this guy's saying, hey, that guy was talking about wizards. I mean, maybe. Like, do we maybe. have the, the actual posts about the wizards? No, he's the first one to talk about it. I think he's pointing it out now. I yeah, think he's pointing out reading. that OP, that the original What poster. we're reading right now is about a real-world thing, and the real-world thing is he's saying the OP posted something about wizards. So yeah, now we're gonna where's talk that? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. That's some the author's post. I didn't follow everything the author posted. Yeah. Who even knows where he posted it? I think Fair he just enough. posted it to his own account. I think we should start doing research and finding out about No, the too much work. Ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got time for it. Now, if it had just been for the backstories, I would probably have just been interested in the story and researched it on my own, like I do with most stories I find interesting, or that have some kind of personal connection. However, this poem is what really got me obsessed over the story. You see, I left the church a while ago myself. I am very similar to OP. And while most of my old friends don't want to talk to me anymore, oh, also similar to OP, there are a few I can keep up with. Kind of like OP. God damn it. <laughs> One of them told me that a while ago, he and his wife, who had also been at seminary with us, heard from one of the old members of the Funk Club. Interesting. This person, who we all considered very trustworthy, told us that he had heard one of the four main leaders Quote unquote. of the Funk Club is reported to have gone either to the Pacific Coast or the American Southwest and has spent years there referring to himself as a wizard and has been reported both to perform miracles and to teach others how to perform miracles. While he has been building a following, it appears that Esper is also trying to reorganize itself. For years, obviously fictional stories bearing the Esper name and names of some characters associated with Esper have appeared and disappeared on the internet. Uh, this technique was one being used back when I was still part of the Funk Club to uh, recruit by collecting interested parties with fiction bearing some semblance of truth and then weeding out those who were only passively interested in the horror genre. I feel very strongly that the Ransom Saga is a completely fictional story, but one which may be based on actual Esper case files for the intention of finding those interested and helping to rebuild Esper. I also very strongly believe that these two wizards are real. That both of them were once leaders in Esper, and that they are about to start working powerfully in this world. The whole point of this blog is to post as much information as I can about the case here, and possibly try to find Esper and these two wizards. I beg you to believe me, this is all absolutely real. They may be difficult to find, but literally anyone who went to Atlantic Baptist Bible College between 1999 and 2004 should be able to verify these events, especially people who lived in the men's dorms during the Night of a Thousand Hells. Please help me find the truth. I actually really like this. I think this is very... This is, this is, written, this is written well. And this is what I mean by the difference between... 
Yeah. Someone who writes in high school versus someone who writes in college. Absolutely. This very much could be someone like, five, five years later yep. who, who was just like, I wrote this a while ago, and it was fun. I could do better. I'm yep. going to try again. Let's, uh, let's you know, kind of I'm have like a, that. a reset. If that's actually what's happening, I'm into it. Sure. But even if it's still just some random, if it ends up being or feeling like some random shit that someone else wrote, yeah. it still sounds cool right now. Oh, yeah. I, I like that it's referencing real life things. I like that it's on its own blog spot to promote that it's not a no sleep, at mm -hmm. least on paper. The dedication to things is there. And again, I, I think I do like the this is a actual real date to too. the real blog spot that still exists, by the yeah. way. July 26th, 2018. Before I get very deep into this, I wanted to make one post containing all the information that makes me believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is, in fact, a real no sleep story. It's done in the form of a timeline for all the information we have to date. In the early 1990s, a haunted house event takes place that makes a young boy begin to feel supernatural activity constantly. In the story, the person is called Ian James McDermott, but in real life, I met this person many years later in seminary and knew him as C. In 1997, C begins attendance at Atlantic Baptist Bible College in Chester, Virginia. He does not reveal his gift. By now, however, he has been studying the paranormal, supernatural, occult, magic, theology, demonology, and angelology, world regions, and apologetics against them, psychology, stage magic, music, computer programming, art, martial arts. He and several others used to spar with live swords in the woods behind the school and a number of other disciplines and talents. He was a completely regular looking guy, but some thought he, he might be Arabic, but he was actually, I think, half Portuguese and half Scottish. He was hairy all over but balding and he couldn't shave fast enough to keep the admin from giving him $5 fines almost every day. He wore glasses and always dressed as though inspired by the fourth Doctor Who. Many people considered him family and looked at him as a crazy uncle. He always said weird, nonsensical things that would make the entire room erupt into laughter. And he would sometimes just move about the campus by rolling or building an X-wing out of cardboard around the campus lawnmower. No one knew what he really was like until the night of a thousand hells, and then he was never his old self again. 1998. G joins the school. He is a few years younger than C, but many consider him a genius, and he was able to graduate school much younger than people around him. Still, he is strange looking, around 5'3", husky, thick transitioning glasses, and a black goatee. He dresses up for every holiday in gaudy light-up garb, and despite being, to being totally serious at all times, including those, he sometimes erupts into making goofy sounds and faces at people just to freak them out or make them laugh. I like that, dude. Not many people know about the horrible marks all over his back that looked like he had been mauled by a bear. He would tell you it was back surgery he had a young, as a young child, but one of his roommates who had an experience with Bloody Mary as a child hinted that he had confided his secret to G, and so G had confided the same. This story is, unfortunately, all hearsay for now. 
G was the more stern of the two, and even after the event, his demeanor didn't change one bit. 1999. C is suspended for the first time, supposedly from watching the original X-Men movie over spring break. Early 2000. C is suspended again, this time allegedly listening to Johnny B. Good again over spring break. Rumors spread about him getting into so much trouble for dumb reasons because he and G were the leaders of some type of cult that claimed to run around battling the forces of evil. The name we knew it by then was The Funk Club. Mid-2000, C returns, and although I am his roommate for a quarter, I am not aware of at this time that he and G continue leading The Funk Club on expeditions. Mid to late 2000, I begin experiencing paranormal activity in the dorm and learn that I'm not the only one. My friend Jared introduces me to G, and through him I learn C is one of the leaders of the Funk Club. I am adopted into the family. End of 2000, everyone bides their time waiting. All is quiet for a while. Then the sentient shadows start appearing everywhere. January 2001, over Christmas break, I take what is known as the ride down, what is called Snake Road, with C and G. I go from being scared of shadows I've seen my whole life to being able to stand against them like C did that night just from what they tell me, but at a great cost. I now know that everything... Everything is real, and that's a scary exchange if you think about it. By this time, some espers might have actually either gone away and refused to talk to any of us anymore, genuinely gone nuts, and I believe one at the time may have actually committed suicide. Yeah, they talked about that last time. Yeah. The kid who just, like, walked off into the woods. Mm-hmm. See you, bye. Oh, fuck. The kid who walked off into the middle of the woods might be G in this situation. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 2001, I begin accompanying the Funk Club on some of their adventures and investigations. By this time, B and D had also joined the school in the Funk Club and had worked their way up to being in the inner sanctum. B was tall and lanky, a doofy kid with big nose and glasses who had grown up in a missionary to Tan Tanzania and by some odd coincidence was the brother of the young preacher who married one of C's childhood sweethearts. D was shorter, but not as short as G, and although he was a little chubby and more built in the shoulders, he was the lightest among them all. He was a nerdy skater kid who always seemed high, even though his evangelical upbringing and own personal code of ethics dictated that he never liked... He, he likely never did anything harder than soda. Mid-2001, a witch hunt begins within the seminary administration to unseat the very powerful funk club, which can't hide now that most male students in the dormitories were its members. It focuses on C, but leaves G alone, as C had been more of the figurehead, and G had remained relatively squeaky clean for most of their antics. To torment him and the other leadership of the club into coming out of hiding, they begin to wrongly accuse random students known to be affiliated with the club of C's crimes, which include breach of college rules and starting a revolution against the administration and the board of directors, a group of local independent fundamental Baptist preachers who oversaw the operations. 
In 2001, C is finally expelled. The story G later told everyone is that he had gone to the library to write his term paper on a Saturday afternoon, when the library would normally be open. He opened the door, finding it unlocked and the librarian not present, turned down the thermostat, moved a chair, booted up his own portable word processor, and wrote his paper for about five hours, occasionally getting up to use the bathroom and look through books, reportedly reshelving them properly. The school said that whoever went in the library that day had picked the lock, another skill C had already demonstrated and gotten in trouble for before, tampered with school equipment and property, damaged the thermostat, and accessed school computers without proper authorization. They blamed it on B. C, outraged, came forward and gave himself up and was immediately permanently expelled. The reason listed was witchcraft, referencing an obscure Old Testament quote that rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. C reportedly flipped the dean's desk and cursed his career into the ministry. Last I heard, he was mowing church parking lots in Vermont. When he left, the entire campus got in their cars and followed him to the end of the long road through the woods, leaving the property called Baptist Lane, honking their horns and running up to him to wish him well, exchange information, give him money, and even hugs and kisses. 2002, all is quiet at the school. I draw away from the funk club, preferring not to talk about it at all. C gets smuggled onto the campus in people's trunks every so often, and people leave with him to go on adventures and investigations which I no longer participate in. Sometime in 2002 or 2003, I'm invited to a meeting at a Denny's. <laughs> what the fuck is up, Denny's? In Manassas, Denny's. of all the people who ever were part of the funk club. I meet Rachel, a pretty girl I had seen around campus but didn't know too well. It's reported that only the day previous, C&G had made a special emergency, emergency trip to see her and free her from a demonic possession that had made the EMTs on the scene get violently nauseated whenever they got too close to her. Out of all the people who were part of the funk club, not including those I wasn't aware of, only about one-third showed up. Still, almost 20 people. C passes a motion to take this across the country, maybe even across the world, traveling and helping people with paranormal, supernatural, and cult-related problems. He wants to call it ESPER, Extraordinary Supernatural Phenomenon Explored and Revealed. The motion is passed unanimously. 2003, all throughout the year until 2004, when the school screwed me on tuition right before I graduated and I had to leave in shame a few credits from the end. The administration somehow manages to completely eradicate the on-campus remnants of the funk club. G had already graduated, was reporting to traveling with C. Esper never sees the light of day. 2004. C returns for a time, and he and B come up with a plan to topple the school and destroy the careers of the board when it's discovered they had embezzled at least a million dollars by holding fundraisers among the students and their families for unnecessary campus buildings that never got built, or even started. Soon after, the school closes its doors. <laughs> Today, to the best of my knowledge, Atlantic is a ruin now. Later 2004, I attend a Christian youth camp at Gettysburg College as a counselor along with friends from sem seminary, Will and Big D. We run into C&G there, posing as counselors as well to investigate the grounds. 
they gather some campers and run an investigation of the theater building, which we talked about last session, uh, the bell tower and the old hospital wing. Now classrooms, I think. Most activity happens in the theater and CNG's group retreat. They regroup and go back in, but some leave and report C had been injured and one camper had initials carved into his wrist that were later found on a plaque he could not have seen yet. Will, Big D, and I take a third group of campers and go in looking for them. According to reports taken from the logs of investigators and a quick watch sync quote-unquote check, it turned out we had all been in the same large room for about 30 minutes looking for each other and screaming each other's names. No party heard each other. Although at one point in time, a tall black figure opened what had previously been a locked door and disappeared. And all three parties claimed to have seen it, although there were disagreements about the details even within the parties. From 2005 to 2013, Big Jump, various media begins to appear on the internet, obviously completely fabricated and fictional stories, but based in part on real Esper case files, some of which I've heard of. I believe this was in effort to draw people in to rebuild Esper, which according to some that kept up was still in operation. It's still during this time that I renounce my faith. 2013 The Ransom Saga by Reddit user Captain Jammer is posted on No Sleep. It seems mostly fictional and includes references to time and dimension hopping, phasing out of existence, and a haunted town in the shadow of a mansion, both of which aren't always there or in the same time period. However, it contains several quote-unquote backstory chapters, most of which me and many people I once knew experienced right alongside the misnamed and amalgamated main characters. Sometime in 2014, Redditors playing along with the story discover some shocking facts, like the existence of some key elements in the story, mass memories of a place like Ransom, and evidence that something may have existed on the supposed site of Ransom, triangulated by commentary and then released as an image of a Google map of Ransom with a town map drawn over it and key locations labeled. This map eerily matched later Wayback maps, showing something partially existing there, but phasing in and out over time, just like in the story. Redditors begin visiting the site of Ransom, and some are chased off legitimately by residents and law enforcement from a neighboring town. Because of this, OP's posts a OP posts a retraction of no sleep, claiming that the story has been fake. Everyone went home, and the story which had been at the front page of no sleep for months finally died and was forgotten. Sometime between then and now, OP goes silent for a while, then begins posting as a regular person, claiming to be an atheist, an artist, married, and desperately in need of a job. Another long silence, and suddenly he is back once more, now sounding completely insane and expounding on fears that he may soon vanish for good. Before he does, he gives a warning that dark and possibly apocalyptic times are very near and that every human being knows in the depths of their hearts the ritual that will destroy the universe. He claims that if anyone looked into the sun in the height of the sky during a solar eclipse, they may be tempted to perform this ritual, which could be different for each person. 
Maybe coincidentally, this post was made very near to the full solar eclipse, and this is the eclipse during which American President Donald Trump looked directly into the eclipse. OP also mentions a poem about how two wizards are coming, one dark, one light, one who quote-unquote holds the hand of Kali, and one who quote-unquote stands in the great chasm. Chasm! 2015. I love this timeline, by the way. It actually is putting things in order for me very well. I am seeing, like, a through-line narrative here. Yeah. I, I feel like... I mean, obviously it is because it's, it's like, labeling things, but it, it feel like it's repeating a lot of information. Oh, it is, but I feel like it's just... It's it's yeah, finally it's, setting the record like, straight okay, here, you know, so that got, we can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. In 2015, I try to contact some old friends from seminary, and one of, many of them know of my disfellowshipping and refuse to speak to me. I can't find any of the main body of Esper anymore. The few I find weren't too involved, but they said the group might still be operating, although on a very small scale. St some were still in contact with G, who had gone into a self-imposed exile sometime in, somewhere in the Virginias or Carolinas, and had apparently become desperately depressed and suicidal. Mm. Through him and others, some heard that C had been wandering the country. In 2016, I hear from two old contacts directly, and from three others that are still in contact with G, that they heard C found his way to the Bay Area for a while, and then had gone to the Sonoran Desert to study the works of Carlos Castaneda, it's then that I first hear that he is calling himself a wizard and has not only performed miracles, but taught others how to do miracles, specifically among members of at-risk Latino communities. In 2018, I decide to make a documentary on Petscop, believing the supernatural theories going around to be incorrect and instead choosing to believe instead that the game and videos are either the work of a family member, of a murderer trying to help catch him, or the boasting of the killer himself. While reading as many scary stories as I can, I run across the Ransom Saga, get lost in no sleep itself, but then read the backstories, and I realize I had experienced these events in person. I then begin my investigation, and here we are at the next point. Which is his recounting of The Night of a Thousand Hells. July 26, 2018. So what, what were the other two dates? So it was like... Um... It was an entire slew of dates, my friend. Yeah, but what was the most recent date to this one? It was like it was May? Still, no, it was still July. Okay, okay. So this is... It was... He's still posting around the same day. Yeah, it's the same July 26th, day. okay. So this is still from... So, yeah. Oh, okay. So this is exactly the same day. This story was uploaded to No Sleep by me. The day after the original investigation post was made to No Sleep OCC. It was taken down understandably because I didn't have the OP's permission to use his story. However, this is, and as I quite explicitly in a text, a real story that I really experienced myself. And is therefore, in fact, my OC as well. Hello everyone, I thought I'd post some of my experiences with Esper here. I want it to be understood, however, that this is related to my investigation into a No Sleep series that I believe may be real. See my post on No Sleep here. This is not a fictional story. 
In no way is it to be thought that this is supposed to be a no-sleep. I know the rule is to normally believe uh, that this is all true, even if it isn't, uh, but I am sincerely writing this to not continue the original ARG or to capitalize on the success of another no-sleep by rehashing this story, but generally to help provide one, prove once and for all that this no-sleep is in fact real. In part, it is my intention to use a lot of characterizations and facts to try and weed out people who may really been in, have been involved, and I'd also like people who were involved in the original series to come out of the woodwork as well to try and help. I will still be keeping my use of proper names to a minimum, although if I use a name, it will be a real one. Uh, I won't use full names to protect the identity of those people on the internet, uh, but I want them to know who they are and come forward. How are they going to find, find... He'll use their yeah. name, but not their full name. That's fair. Please, please come forward. Anyway, uh, this is my interpretation of the story called The Night of a Thousand Hells, originally posted by uh, Cap'n Jammer 80 about five years ago or so. Again, I am not reposting this for karma. I am posting this because I was there too, and I want everyone to know it was absolutely real. I may not be the first to tell this story, but this story is real. It's my OC that I actually experienced. My recollection may not be as exciting as the original posters, since I was not in the front lines that night, but it's still a hell of a story. It all started around spring of 2000 at Atlantic Baptist Bible College in Chester, Virginia. The president at the time was Dr. James, who was generally disliked. Although I understand that they had uh, just had one who everyone loved, along with the dean everyone loved, that was kicked out for bogus sexual charges and replaced with two straight-up dickheads, both somehow named Glenn R. One of the students, who apparently had been suspended for a quarter for listening to the song Johnny Be Good over spring break, but everyone talked about him in whispers like he was some kind of superhero. There was even this girl named Sherry W., who seemed to be in love with him, even though she had never met him. This student's name I'll just refer to as C. The reason he was such a legend was because another student, his best friend G, and their group of followers, the people referred to as the Funk Club, had been telling stories about him, about how he had healed several people just by touching them, about how he had once hypnotized a person in simple conversation to tell him a very private secret. How he could build fireworks and explosives and robots. How he worked to underco- uh, how he worked to uncover child-stealing cults in Newport, Rhode Island, Manchester, and New Hampshire. Oh, I guess that's two cities. Newport, Rhode Island, and Manchester, New Hampshire. And how he had performed an exorcism on a doll that had somehow become possessed demon and came off a wall to attack him and G with a knife. 
That was a fucking run on and a half. Yes, it was. The reason so many people respected him and G, however, wasn't because of the many miracles they both supposedly were able to perform, but the famed snake road trips. I'll tell you about mine in a future post, but for right now, let me give a simple explanation. CNG would take two people they felt they could trust and seize Yellow Plymouth Reliant, which he had named Betsy, Betsy, and who the student collectively referred to as the Yellow Submarine. That was a fucking long-ass sentence, too. G, if I remember correctly, drove a Maroon Thunderbird, 1991, I think, also called Betsy as an inside joke. They would drive them to a place called Snake Road, really called Old Milled Road. Uh, update, a Redditor looked this up and said he thinks this road may actually have been called Ruffin Mill Road, although the map he showed me didn't quite look right. Uh, I think it's in Midlothania, Virginia. Midlothian? Midlothian, Midlothania. Yeah, same shit. And if a certain streetlight burned out, as they drove under it, they would take the recruits on a drive down that road and explain to them in detail how every supernatural thing they've ever heard is really true. Really, really terrifying things would go down on those trips. And everyone who I know, who ever did them, came back believing in the supernatural 100%. Now, I was just a freshman at the time, and I was dating this girl. I shouldn't really say dating. Uh, she was kind of friend-zoning me, named Charity. The rules of the school were really strict, and we could only talk after 10 p.m. by passing notes in a special night mail box, uh, which we had to have one more girl than Guy on every outing, and we could only sit or stand at an arm's length from our girlfriends. Uh, none of this <laughs> is really necessary information, but I'm trying to prove to anyone else who went to the college that I went there too. Now, I was roommates with C my second quarter, and he was quiet and shy and always had a lot of guests. I should say, however, when engaged, he was always very intelligent and charismatic. Uh, he didn't much like being engaged. They were generally cool and chill group who laughed a lot, but they were also really secretive all the time and sometimes disappeared for long periods of time. Or instead of their normal banter in the center of the cafeteria, they would take their food to the corner and speak in whispers. I see what you're doing. I'm, I'm, and I hate it. I'm running. <laughs> I need something to keep me fucking like following the, the oh, flow I, yeah you flow baby this group could be up to 12 people sometimes yeah because if i don't flow i trip right <laughs> we all know i trip but the core group were c g and their original two recruits b and d b had been to a missionary to tanzania with his parents and d was just a chill stoner style kid who never actually smoked as he was an evangelical Christian and like most, if not all, the people at the school. Uh, I think I heard that B is back on the mission field now 
and tries to never talk about his experiences at seminary. Uh, and I really think D may have killed himself. Um, now, I always used to see shadow people when I was a kid. Like, always. It stopped for a while, uh, but after my first few weeks into my third or fourth quarter, when C was no longer my roommate, I started seeing them again. Like, big time. It was around this time when these shadow people started getting really bad, and I couldn't bring myself to tell anyone that C and G were, not to my knowledge at the time, researching the Siberian Sounds from Hell broadcast on the Art Bell Coast to Coast AM show. Heard later that they had tried to use a spectrograph to find out how many individual sounds there were, and found it to be unusually many, but in the end, they just agreed it was a hoax. Uh, however, in this time, the sounds had made their rounds among on-campus students, and the religions uh, and their religious fears got the best of them. I heard later the official Funk Club explanation for the events that occurred over the course of that month were a sort of uh, tulpa created by religious minds afraid of the satanic-inspired sounds, uh, but giving true life to their fear and possibly a passing entity that inhabited the energy and used it to manifest. You know what a tulpa is? No. It's when a group comes together and kind of manifests something into reality that doesn't actually exist. Sure, yeah. You can, you can argue that... Um, the kind of pressure cooker situation that was the uh, the Salem witch trials, like the, sure, wi yeah. the witches, witches like that don't quite exist, and mm -hmm. the people that were killed weren't weren't guilty of being witches at all, and it was just this this mass this hysteria. Mass yeah. hysteria. That's essentially Tulpa. Tulp. You know, a popular Tulpa now is like Slenderman. You sure. know, the the reason we can say Slenderman is a Tulpa because it actually did drive two two young girls to like violence you yeah. know they, they believed in it enough that they actually did something about it and you know it's that type of shit that makes tulpas scary yeah you know the, the public subconscious it doesn't matter that the sounds are fake the events reported in the original no sleep were all absolutely true in the month leading up to the event doors would open on their own People would see shadow people with red eyes traversing the halls or poking their heads through doors or windows. The bathroom stalls would all move around in synchronization or point at you or slam shut or open or back and forth, I'm told. There were horribly smells of death and sulfur all over the dorms, particularly in G's room, and everyone had a general sense of fear unease, and well-being all the time, particularly at night. Was... How? Okay. That was a lot. You're yeah. right. As this was going on, my shadow people sightings were out of control. I saw them everywhere. There were two particular instances I when I experienced something others had seen as well. First, I was walking in the hallway one night. I felt a definite presence directly behind me. So close, I could feel and hear it breathing. After a while, I started to hear footsteps behind me and started to run for my life. When I got to the bathroom, every stall door slowly opened, and then all of them slammed shut 
And I swear I saw this giant, tall, skinny monster reflected in the mirror the first time I looked at it. Someone else, I think Aaron, was in one of the stalls and told me he had just gotten there under the same circumstances. It was literally crying in the bathroom stall, sitting down to pee so I could cover my eyes and just sob. A few minutes later, there was a commotion and some screaming. I'd never been so scared that some horrible shit was going to go down in my life. Four guys came in, and they were friends of mine, although for the life of me, I can't remember who they were, but two of them I think were named Brian. So I pulled up my pants, opened the door, and looked out. They were all coated in something gross. I forgot to tag this not safe for work, but um, with that, I think you can guess the substance. There was a lot, and they were complaining that it was freezing cold. The story was that they had all been lying in their separate bunks, talking, when suddenly all of them got a black spot in their vision. One claims to have gone completely blind for a second or two. One said, what's that? And then they all realized the vile substance was on them, and they ran to the bathroom together to get it off. Did, um, are they saying that that's cum? Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely cum. Is that some cummies for mummies? Yeah, they, they, they jerked off in a circle and oh, are blaming it on the demons. They're playing that cookie cookie. <laughs> playing oh. that ookie cookie. But it was the first time they had played ookie cookie in like two years. <laughs> yeah. The next instance was one night when I was walking out in the woods with Charity and another friend named Olivia. I swear I freaked the girls out because I jumped 10 feet in the air. We passed the very well-mentioned and some of the backstory of the Ransom Saga in the woods, deep behind it, was the same creature I'd seen in the bathroom mirror. In the bathroom, he'd looked like a spider almost, legs and arms, easily 10 feet long, each body scaled to match, bent at the waist to fit in the room. Now he stood about 15 feet tall, and I could see his face, just a black area, like the rest of his body made of solid blackness and thick smoke. But two glowing red eyes with an obvious smile that split out both sides of his face. Once I saw him without telling them what I saw, they looked in the direction I looked and then also started freaking out. Neither of them wanted to talk about it later. I also later heard that a high schooler who had come for one of these uh, college day things had been sleeping in a bottom bunk and had been pulled halfway into the wall that same day bare children's footprints were found on the ceiling of that room. <laughs> so after having those experiences, I felt like I needed to talk someone to talk to. I did talk to my friend Jared. Everybody loved Jared. He was a big fat kid with a happy face and glasses and a cute sister who worked at the uh, college register. And he introduced me to G. From there, G tried to introduce me to C, but I, already, but I had already met him. They told me that things were getting crazy and that they would talk to me soon. But for the next couple weeks, I should uh, duck and cover. Strange things kept happening almost every to almost everyone in the dorm, and the stories flew around like crazy. The admin of the college 
got us all in the hallway one night and called a, a moratorium on talking about anything supernatural, even studying it from the Bible. I didn't have long to wait, though. Not long after my initial contact with G and C, the Night of a Thousand Hells happened. Now I know this story has already been told, so I won't be too wordy in this part, but I will tell you exactly what I saw, as I remember it. Again, remember, I wasn't in the front lines. Almost everyone in the dorms was studying for the finals. Uh, in the quarter system, A, B, B, C, we had week-long classes with midterms on Wednesdays and finals on Fridays. In the student lab, so they're saying the classes were a week long? Like, in the quarter system, A, 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 B, B, C, we had week-long classes. So you're, whatever, okay. In the student lounge, and then moved to the study room in the dorms after it closed. I remember it being unusually dark and uncomfortably feeling about that night. Two guys, Bubba and Marshall, were wrestling, and all of a sudden, Marshall's standing in the middle of the room, grabs his arm, and we all hear a loud crack. He falls to the floor, screaming. His entire humerus was touching the ground. It had somehow gotten shattered when no one was touching him. Am I stoned and that actually made sense? Yeah. Or, okay, okay. We all waited for emergency services to take him away, and then went and a prayer meeting in our rooms for him. An hour later, while most of the rooms were still praying, we all heard the same crack over and over and over again, starting soft and then gently growing louder. We were the last room on the left. At the end of the hall, the last room on the right was G's. We left the room, and G's roommate was barring the door with the bodies. What's happening, we said. They told us something had had G, a black spirit that they were convinced was almost certainly the devil himself. It was holding him down in his bed. They all stepped back from the door, and when, it f and when they found it undisturbed, they all looked at each other, and Aaron said, Let's go get C. He knows about this stuff. Everyone agreed, and they ran off. Now, let me say, at this point, I looked over to the study area and saw G sitting there reading, not paying attention to any of this. They went all the way to the last room on the right, on the opposite end of the hallway, and banged on C's door. He opened, and they talked to him, and he immediately came striding down the hall, like he was mad, roommates in tow. My friend Will, the dorm supervisor, came out of his room. Hey, get to bed, you guys, he said. But then the group told him what was up. He rolled his eyes and went to the room. He turned the door handle, went paler than usual, and said, Nope, good night, y'all, and walked straight back to bed. <laughs> C walked to the door and waved his hand around the doorknob a bit. At this point, I lost track of what was going on as everyone in the room thronged him. He opened the door and walked in. The second he walked in, I saw his head raise almost up to the level of the top of the door. It freaked me out so much for some reason, I actually ran toward it to help grab him and pull him down. I didn't get a hold of him though, but everyone else did. Pulled him out of the room, slammed the door shut. 
I swear, in that moment before the door slammed shut, I'm honestly not just saying this. I swear to you, this is the absolute truth. And if we can actually find some of the other real people who experienced it, I can prove to you that I'm not just telling a story. I saw him. Before he had only been a mist. But I swear the tall smiling man was in that room, completely physical, bent over G's bed. He turned as the door closed, faced me, and smiled even wider. C walked in the, into the study area for a bit, holding his head, shaking it, and gaining his composure. He seemed to be saying something under his breath. At that time, I thought it was a prayer, but now, in certain light of information, I think it may have been an incantation. The others opened the door and went in, like all of them. I followed, leaving C behind, even though he called out, WAIT! before we all entered. The room was freezing cold, and the light still seemed off. I couldn't really see anything, but I could make out the outer edges of the giant black shape that filled the far edge of the room, near the window at the foot of G's bed. Me and a couple others were among the first to get G's bed, and somehow he was actually in it even though I swear I had only seen him sitting in the chair next to the microwave in the study room only a minute ago. He was wrapped up in a blanket and seemingly out of his mind. We pulled him out, left him with the others, including C in the hall, and went back in like idiots. I swear I only did it because everyone else did in the rush of the moment. After a minute, C stormed in. Get out, you idiots! But none of us did. I recall Bubba opened his Bible and started reciting the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, but C walked over to him, barked something at him that I didn't hear. In some of the stories I've read online, the character Ian McDermott is reported to have gone up to the character who was doing this and quoted the 119th Psalm. Thy word I have hid in my heart, and I might not sin against thee. And in the no sleep, he told the entity wouldn't care about some words he was reading out of a book, if they didn't actually mean something to him. After a while, G came into a room full of people praying and screaming at invisible creatures and waving their hands like a bunch of uh, charismatics, which we weren't. He and C huddled together in the corner for a second, walked to the middle of the room, nodded at each other, and then C simply stepped forward and said in a loud commanding tone, We've had enough of you. In my authority, I command you to be gone. The no-sleep has it a little more humbly, as OP claims uh, simply to have told it under his breath to go away. Immediately, everything was set aright. The students prayed joyously, sang songs, and celebrated. But I noticed C&G slipped out, left the building, and disappeared. And that's where it ends. Let me see if there's any more. This might have been an ongoing thing. Yeah. But I will, I will admit... I think this is just the same guy just writing sequel. I, I agree. Sequel shit. 
I'm not not into it. I just think I'm, I'm more in. Uh, and there's there's. I think he's just bringing relativity back to his to his shit. Yeah. And I think he's just trying to keep it alive and maybe, you know, getting another crack at it. And um, we never we never read the Snake Road parts. So that's where I want to try and find if there is more to this. Because he said he'd talk about Snake Road later. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it um, was very repetitive. Evidence not up yet, but as soon as I get evidence together, I'll post it on here. Yeah, I I, I was hoping that oh, there the would Snake be... Snake Road Drive. Okay, okay. Let me see if there's something there. Night of a Thousand Hells is what we just read. Mm-hmm. And disappeared. Yeah, we finished there. Unearthing. Okay, story time. Unearthing mystery. Page, page is gone. Snake Road is gone. That sucks. Snake Road don't exist no more. Yeah. But this is it. This is all, this is all the guy wrote. Everything, everything we just read, we wrote. So here's what I'll say. It, it all looks to be fake. So can you go, what's the name of the author of this? Is it this Victor guy on the side here? Veritas Victorum. Search that on Google. Veritas Victorum? Nah. Okay. Nothing. Just a name. What I want to do, though, is our own personal research. Uh, go to No Sleep. And look up... Um, Captain... Captain Jammer. Jammer. What was it? 80? 80? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we read that's, all that. That's all we wrote. Can't we see his comments, though? It's not letting me. Oh. Yeah, I want to see his profile. Yeah, is this is this the one that talks about the wizards? Oh, I want to read I'm this. I'm trying to find it. it no, so? because I'm not. I'm not seeing the wizard stuff, so it must have been deleted. Yeah. Oh, he he. Oh, scroll down. Scroll down. He admits he's a pothead. Down one more. Um, I've been tripping for thirty years. What? No, there was something where it says I smoke two bowls a day. One in the morning, one at night. Yeah, right there. I smoke probably two bowls a day, once in the early morning and once a few hours before I go to bed at night. I found this the best way to curb the full body pain I've been experiencing. Oh, it's just some joint in, in Reddit weed. Yeah. So this guy just probably started using his uh, this as his account after he wrote the Ransom Saga stories, is what I'm thinking. We're seeing like the actual author's identity slip through here a little bit. He's not playing anyone at that point. Um, I don't remember that reading that. But here, yeah, there's the th wizard. It's uh, interesting. This actually, yeah, this, yeah. this is funny that we found this. His last post, even unrelated to everything else he was talking about at the time. 
is called is said is called everyone I'm finally back and it says I don't have long I might be gone again soon a lot of you followed my stories about dimension hopping hopping in the hometown of Ransom a town that never existed I have no idea how long ago that was I set up a sort of dead man switch with some other members of Esper who were told to claim it was all a story in case things got dangerous and they did it's not a lie. If anyone comes back and tries to say it again, it's not true, and they are not to be trusted. If there are any members of Esper out there, or anyone who wants to be, please find each other. The shit I saw as I passed through the portal was not good. When I stepped through and saw what was on the other side, I lost all hope of what, what of that we can come out victorious. There was a shape I can't describe, as large as the horizon would have been there. As large as the horizon would have been had there been a horizon textured like crystal and stained in blood. It had markings on it that I not only couldn't understand intellectually or linguistically, but which I couldn't make out with any of my senses. I could hear what it said. Somehow among the chattering madness echoing infinitely from deep within the crystalline object itself, but I couldn't interpret it. I could feel it vibrating through me, and it tasted oddly cold and biting, like wintergreen. I could detect it with a certain additional sense I knew I had, and some I didn't. Which I could see of the writing moved in directions, I'm not even sure how many of which I wasn't able to comprehend. Something infinitely tall, indescribably humanoid, and unmistakably terrifying was stirring deep within the shape. It was the only thing there, as far as I could see, and it was screaming infinitely and horribly, a song of insanity that fear still infects me. The sound found its way into my head, not just into my ears, but deep into my skull. I was there forever, and forever, and forever, infinitely plummeting into this goddamned, uninterpretable horror in the void. And the sound kept getting louder, and louder, and even more indecipherable and maddening. And after a while, and by a while I mean what could have been thousands of years into this, the sound began to warp, and almost like it was changing channels, or rather, tuning the frequency into me. The figures carved into the celestial prison cell did the same, did the same and I heard the words for an infin infinity beyond infinity. They were, Don't look at the sun in the height of the sky, or the world will disperse, and the end will draw nigh. The song the creatures were singing turned into a prophecy that buried itself into my mind, which I still hear just as loud and just as awful as the forever during which I already heard it. It said, every one of you knows what this means. It means something different to every single one of you. There are horrors in the night that know your name, and you do not know many of theirs, but you know some. A wizard will come who will light the way, another will come who will darken it. One holds the hand of Kali, one stands in the infinite chasm. Chasm! All will know fear and death and horror, the time is soon. I'm sorry if there are things I left unfinished. I don't know if I were ever, will ever come back. I don't know if I will win this battle like I promised, 
Don't worry about Ransom. My sacrifice was able to close that portal and keep it closed. There are others, many others. The greatest of them all could be open tomorrow, and like the hellish thing at the center of the multiverse sang to me, each of you, all of you, every single living organism knows the ritual to end the world tomorrow deep within their hearts, although it could be wildly different from soul to soul. I am almost out of time. I'm ready to jump to another dimension, but not prepared. Nothing can prepare you. I'm no longer afraid of what's on the other side. It's the infinite spaces between you need to worry about. Beware. Do not look at the sun in the height of the sky, or else every one of you will surely shall die. I... <laughs> Last comment. Eight years late to all this, but still amazing to read. <laughs> Um, Interesting. It does have the same run-on sentence grammar style as the blog. As, as the blog post does. Which, You're right. You know, those two are closer in, in age. It points to it. Yeah. It points to it. Or at yes. least nods six, in its direction. Six years ago. Yeah. Because the other, the blog post was 2018. So yeah. it's a year later. This guy yeah. still wanted to continue it. I'm, I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Wanted to have a reset button and, and delve into it again. I did like this part oh, better. Oh, we didn't read this. Ransom Saga 9. He's talking about the ARG. I'm offering a game completely free and you're whining about it. I just give a lot of you what claim to be the thrill of your lives and you're upset that I ended it and now want to share even more with you. Fucking animals. I wanted to end it when I disappeared into Ransom, but too many people pleaded with me to come back. It started spiraling out of control because I hadn't planned on any more than that. People were complaining it was getting ridiculous. This post pops up. You all begged me for more and more, and I delivered. I was even going to use the post on No Sleep to continue the story, saying a bunch of other random shit. This must have went in a bunch of different directions. Yeah. See, No Sleep, this is why we can't have nice things. That's probably why he wanted to hit the reset button. Wanted to just, like was getting a lot he of. He wanted to get yeah, off like, of no sleep and yep. actually do something about was it. Was getting a lot of shit from a lot of different people. Some saying yay, some saying nay. Stop po um, stop posting this shit on no sleep when it's not real and you're pretending yeah. it's gonna be real and people are actually getting in trouble and shit. Yeah. Let's see what post pissed him off. <laughs> All right, yeah. no sleep. Seriously, what's up with the Ransom series? No one is following it. There are four accounts involved, and it's starting to become a little too big. What is happening? Four accounts? I mean, we only saw two, right? We only right? saw two. Yeah. I'm reading the entire thing as it gets posted. What seems to be happening is that people are getting involved that weren't involved in the first place, and a lot of people are claiming that it's because they've been researching Ransom and they're starting to have things happen to them. So it's turning into a bit of a mnemonic thing as well, like like the Tulpa situation that they're talking about. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it ends. I think the main OP hasn't been explaining it too well in his last two posts. Yeah, yeah OP lost his fucking mind with it. <laughs> he even came in here. He came into the thread and he was yeah. like, you know, I could always, like, not do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, there's something interesting. Like, I don't know how much you are into, like, ARGs. 
Or mm. you're, if you've ever dipped your toe in it beyond that writing stuff that you did. Yeah, but which, it's like which I almost look at. Do that you ever more follow like the Cloverfield then. ARG or the Super Eight nope. ARG or any of that stuff going nah. on online? I was in both of those uh, okay. fucking campaigns online, trying to do the online puzzles and shit. Yeah. What about the uh, the new Batman movie that came out like two years ago? Did you follow that ARG online? Nope. Yeah, there was an interesting one. Uh, that that we got to see, like, uh, the Joker pictures before he showed up in the movie and stuff. Hmm. It was interesting. And, like, the Riddler, the Riddler camera footage and shit. But it's one, it's when a studio does it, that ARGs are cool. Yeah. It's, it's when a high schooler tries to do it that it can come off fucking lame. And I, I point you no further than Marble Hornets itself. Marble Hornets was the YouTube that popularized Slenderman. It wasn't the people who created Slenderman. That's uh, Victor Surge at, uh, uh, I think, Something Awful Forums. And um, they just kind of capitalized on Slenderman by making a YouTube series about him first. And the YouTube series fed into this online fiction, which was, they were posting it like it was real things. Mm -hmm. So their characters would make, like, Twitter accounts and talk to each other and shit. Sure. And it was it was interesting for a time, for maybe a year or two, yeah. to watch them kind of talk to each other and wait for the new update. But it went on for like eight years and it was fucking it was too much to pay attention to after a while. So So I can see how someone would be like, Hey, no sleep, um what the fuck is going on? So no sleep O O C original I think it's original online community or something it's just people talking about how no sleep stories are written so this wasn't posted um the follow-up blog was posted here because people didn't want to mistake it for yeah, for, for being um an mo actual no more sleep. no sleep yeah. yeah it's like i want to talk about no sleep on something that's not no sleep I'm not going to say I hated it because I didn't yeah, I hate think, it. I think like I we... think the promise Here's here's what I will say. I like the sequel narrative story more because the writing felt tighter and it was them talking about the event trying to pass it off like a real thing. Yeah. I can appreciate the tenacity someone has when approached with the subject of trying to do that. However, it still falls onto the same problems that what's going on just isn't quite as interesting enough for me to yeah. want to dive into. It, it, it didn't... If, if the Atlantic Baptist whatever church or or seminary actually exists, that's fine and cool and dandy, but I could write a horror story about Harvard without ever having been there. Yeah. You know, I like... I mean, it kind of turns into, like, I could talk Sasquatch about a lot thing. of real... Right. I could talk about a lot of real shit, and I could talk about a lot of fake shit, and I could mush them together and try to convince you that it's all real. Mm-hmm. Or I could just tell you it's fucking fake and get over myself. I, yeah. I don't know. After... After a while, I felt like you, because you at one point said, I feel like we're reading the same thing over and over again, which we were, but it was yeah, for the sake of mediums. the organization. Correct, yeah. It was the sake of the organization of how the guy posted it. It's not for the sake of the organization of how I tried to read it. Mm -hmm. There is a lot more here that you can see on Reddit. I think we are 
we're damned by not seeing the entire scope of this thing. I agree Someone that, said too. there are as many as four accounts posting stuff. We only saw two. Mm-hmm. Like, if there if there are two other entire accounts here that were doing ransom stuff, it could be better. Yeah. It could also certainly be worse. Like so, like and even I don't want to. I, I don't want to read the same thing two more times though. Uh, that's I, I not, agree that's, with that. Too. That's also where I'm fine, just kind of stopping where we're at today, yeah. because I didn't find the ransom stuff enough interesting, mm-hmm. and the Funk Club has now been driven into the ground. Yeah. So what more is there? I don't. Now here's where here's where I'll have an actual discussion with you. Where am I? Where am I? I've had sleep paralysis before. I have seen what I claim to be figurative shadows. Sure. And I didn't necessarily feel threatened. I definitely remember my sleep paralysis lasting a long time and me kind of looking at the ceiling for a lot of it and just wondering when it's going to be over. And part of me is also trying to convince myself that maybe that might have been the dream part of it but I don't know. You don't know when you're, when you're experiencing sleep paralysis, how much of it is the actual lucidity of your dream Mm -hmm. or if it's actually happening. Sure. Cause there is a point where you're like, Oh, I'm fucking awake. Yeah. I mean, I, and you don't remember like opening your eyes. Like, you know, like there's a point of sleep paralysis and I'm not fucking with you where you're just like, Oh, I've been sitting up in bed for 20 fucking minutes and I have Mm -hmm. no idea why. Yeah. What was I looking at? You know, like, sure. like that happens to me sometimes. And like, more notably, there was one night where I feel like I was staring at my ceiling for two fucking hours because I saw stuff at the corner of my eyes that I didn't want to look at. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I felt threatened. It was because I'm more of a, on the supernatural spectrum of things, if I'm ever kind of approached with anything, I more so think it's just my head playing tricks on me and it most and it most likely is you know i i don't actually believe in a lot of the supernatural shit um that we that we read about on the show i hope i'm not breaking anyone's hearts but i don't necessarily believe in ghosts i don't necessarily believe in like entities and shit uh aliens i like to talk about a lot and and i i figure from a scientific perspective they have to exist yeah but not from a personal perspective sure and from a perspective of why would they care about us? I believe there's an afterlife to an effect. I don't know if it has any any uh, any effects on our our idea of quote unquote reality. Is where I'll say like sure. my understanding ends there. I believe there's an energy that a person possesses that has been documented as leaving the body mm-hmm. when a person dies, and people can't explain what that energy is. And sure. I feel like that is something, and. It could just be a mix of temperatures and emotions, because what is science at the end of the day? But, you know, that's that's where my belief system goes. So when I say that I've experienced what I think is sleep paralysis with the full-on shadow people thing, I still don't believe the shit that's going on in this Ransom series saga that it's trying to say is real. Yeah. The person who is saying, I saw a shadow man haunt a room full of people, I still don't read it like it's real. I still read it like it's not Like it's fiction, absolutely. I I think of it like as a almost Twilight Zone-y type thing where like you're telling the same story but like circling around something. 
but when I say that though, something. but when I say that though, doesn't it take like all of the fucking fun out of it? That it's all fake. Yeah. I doesn't don't think doesn't so. that mean the Ransom series saga and its sequel kind of fail at the door? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. For the sequel series, I feel like it almost fails at the door a little bit by not crossing that line enough for us to believe that this is actually real. Like, yeah. the guy didn't put enough work into it for me to actually believe mm-hmm. it. Like, what I wanted was... was what we said going into article. it... Yep. What we said going into it was like... I want something to latch on to here. Yeah. And I was hoping, I was hoping really that, that we would get some type of article about some dude yeah. in California claiming to be a guru or something, you well, know, like, I mean, I was even thinking like you do, cause the college obviously is real. You get some article mention the college at some point and write your story around that article that you can prove, right? You That's don't, cool. You could do it backwards. Like, cool. like, Hey, I have proof here. Yeah. Let's make this flow into like, hey, here's kind of a, you know, I mean, um, not yeah, necessarily far fetched, but like almost for shits far-fetched. and gigs, uh, Chester, yeah, yeah, right, Atlantic. It actually exists, mm-hmm. Atlantic Baptist Bible College. Like I said, anyone can write about Harvard without having gone there. Yeah. Um, hit hit news, or let me let me say, fun clubs. Yeah. Nothing. You type in Funk Club after Baptist Bob, uh, Atlantic. Yeah, let's let's correct the name too. Atlantic Baptist Bible College. And let's add Esper. <laughs> Esperanza. No. Yeah. Nothing. Completely fictional. I think we found the other narrative. Yeah. Someone posted on Itch claiming to be Julia talking about a wandering wizard named Silent Simon Calamanus, <laughs> the hand of Kali. Let's let me just let me just see if there's any run on sentences here and then we'll be able to get out of here. Yeah. Oh no, it doesn't exist anymore. Or does it? It does. The Wizard's Tales. Holy shit, there is so much here. The Esper RPG, Extraordinary Supernatural Phenomena Explored. A guide to the Esper headquarters. Tabletop role-playing game. Esper, the town on the edge of darkness. Back to the Ian James McDermott bullshit. Oh, these are all games. This is a point-and-click game. I'm on itch.io. Oh, wow. I didn't realize I'm looking at the indie games that this guy wrote, or this guy made. At least I think it's the same person. It's probably all the same person. Well, that's funny. The Wandering Wizard. So this guy was promoting his own little games, is basically what this is. That's why he was talking about the games. So I, f- I found the itch. The itch.io is the games that he made. Okay. That he was promoting in, in his in his stories. These are these are all screenshots to the um, tabletop, tabletop and and online games that he made. Like uh, hmm. if I click the one, it gives screenshots of an actual 
game. Let me find it. Yeah, here. Okay. It's like this is an actual like little point and click game that it looks like he made, where you play as what's Doctor Ian James McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this guy really had this story in his head and said, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna fucking run with it in any media I can." Yeah. And he ended up making all this shit online. So a horror point and click adventure. Yeah, I'm over eighteen. Fucking let me let me in. I've been over eighteen for longer than for a, for quite <laughs> longer some than time. I want to admit to. The horny occultist. This is just funny. Let me see his point and click game quality. It doesn't look too bad. Yeah. For someone's kind of microphone or old school flash kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot to program this shit. I'm sure. Absolutely. So him just him just making something online and promote you know writing a fun enough story about it to you know kind of promote so, the, the well, entire in universe aspect of it. Can you go back to that YouTube channel though? That's very interesting. I don't know what what YouTube channel. The the one that was just doing the playthrough. Oh. Come on, plug in, do your thing. You're trying to find the YouTube channel now. Yeah. We're digging. We're seeing how far this goes, people. Like, because if this is his YouTube channel. Maybe there's other shit here. Yeah. I don't know. Marble Hornets did that. They did that very well. Niven Hedinger. Niven is the author, apparently. And he likes the back rooms. Good for you, Niven. Also, that was two days ago. So he's still active online. He still likes to do his thing on, on YouTube. And he's a gamer. He's a hashtag pro gamer. Let's look oh. more at his videos. Let's look more at what he's made. Yeah. Oh, he likes Mandela catalog shit. He's into the analog horror. He likes to... Yep. Yep. Backroom stuff. Real into backrooms for 2023. Good for you, Niven. Behind the scenes of his, uh, his newest stuff. Looks like he's still making... Fun little games. Yeah. Way better quality. You know, self-improvement. A, a plus. I'm not, I'm actually not sure if this is the person who wrote, yeah, I don't think who it is. wrote I don't, I don't know the if it series, is. but if it is, you know, good for you. Yeah, I was going to say, can we go to like something that's like eight years ago? I'm trying to scroll. Yeah. It keeps... He's, he, he posts a he lot. He posts a lot. He posts a lot. What's his Q&A? What's your Q&A about, Nevin? How deep does this go, Nevin? Oh, I don't actually want to listen to you talk. <laughs> oh, he's talking about his Q&A on Monday. Yeah. Probably on no he's, sleep. That's where he's asking them to come up with the questions. He's telling everyone yeah, to get, that he's... Get, gather your questions, sirs. That he's doing, I shall be answering them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't I can't go all the way back. I'm still That's at a fair. year out. Yeah. This dude posts a lot of shit. Anyway, there's another dimension of that for you. Um, f- following the wandering wizard Simon Calimanus. <laughs> 
guy's got a hell of imagination, I'll tell you that. I'll tell yeah. you what. Better imagination than I have. I'm a fucking DM. Say, I don't know about that. Your imagination's pretty fucking wild. Yeah, that's that's true, too. I mean, how long have I been writing Del Warland? Five years? Very long time. Five years? I'm I'm trying to start it up again. Get a season four going. Ooh, that probably sounded like a fart, but I was yawning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on... It's just tough. I'm literally on chapter three of my current campaign, and I'm loving every fucking second of it. Yeah. My group of six is... is thoroughly enjoying themselves and we are uh you know i'm 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 a couple i'm getting closer steps to to getting the irl group together sure i'll cast a, a fishing line your way when that when that happens if you want to if you want to join that but i am um, i'm having fun enough with my my single group as it is so anyway ransom ransom what'd you think um Honestly, if you came to me and you said, hey, I found the third and the fourth account, we should read this, I would say yes. I'm not going to do that. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just like... And it's I, not because yeah. I disagree with you. It's just that what what more can they offer other That's than fair. other than more of the same? And I'm not interested in more of the same. I'm interested yeah. in, in what's new and exciting. And I I'm, wouldn't do it next week. Oh, that's fine. Like, if it were, like, eight months from now and you're like, hey, this popped up. Do you, like, someone recommend, like, number three is the same, but number four is really yeah, different. Yeah, but let me, let me hit you with this. Let me catch you with a slice of this. Would you rather read more Ransom or more... Or something completely or, different. Or more <laughs> Lily Madlib? Yeah, fair. You'd rather read more Lily Madlib? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fair. Yeah, you would. Because it was a better series, yeah. it was a better story, it had yeah. better characters, it was better written. Little ADHD yeah. girl. Yeah, with, I had a lot of fun supernatural powers. Yeah, she was Just great. Like... Oh yeah, I'm talking like a little kid with ADHD. Yeah. I like I like getting into character. Like, that's one thing that I didn't like about this series, is, is there we weren't many characters character. for us no. to like... No, you know because the story was very one note, and it's correct. evidenced by how we read it. We read it like we were reading something we just found online. Yeah, so, <laughs> and and there's some aspect of the the shamanism that I I like. And there's other stories we've read like on this show that also kind of sounds like, oh hey guys, I'm here to make this post. I want to read about this thing on Reddit, and here I go. Like, mm -hmm. it's not the first time we've read something like this on the show. Yeah, I'm also. Not surprised that it's the last thing to to date that we've read on the show. Yeah, I just I had higher hopes, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't at least a little disappointed. That's fair. That's but fair. not to the point where I like fucking hate him and I wish yeah. he was dead. You know, it was okay, and I think he did a good enough job. I think if he we didn't scrap everything. That was twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, that was twenty eighteen. Where do you think this guy is at five years later? Well, and I'm sure he had a lot of time over the last three years to write. Sure. You know, like, I'm sure that, that this human being is writing something else somewhere. Maybe not as in-depth, maybe a little bit lighter. And maybe even more in-depth, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows, because I don't. Hashtag, if you know, come tell us. Because I think all of this may have been real. Oh my god. And while god. you found the wizard of Khalil, 
<laughs> I'm gonna be the one to find the wizard the of the chasm. I don't, I don't remember the fucking the wizard of Khalil, Kali, Kali. I'm finding the, the wizard of the chasm. Chasm. I am the wizard. I am the wizard of chasm. Yes, you are the wizard of chasm. Uh, this is this is true. Okay. <laughs> is that how we is that how we want to uh, end it? We just want to end that, it. That that devolved very quickly. 